You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. Hello, hello, hello. It is Crystal here. I'm coming to you live from the airport. I'm taking a flight in a couple of hours, but I had some things to say, so I decided to hop on. I am a relationship coach for smart, successful, spiritual women who are looking to call on the love of their lives. And, you know, a very interesting thing happened today. I posted something. What I asked was, what if men weren't wrong for ghosting? What if maybe it wasn't inherently the wrong thing for someone not to call you back? And I was a little bit surprised and very fascinated the responses I got, I didn't realize that it was going to be such a triggering topic and so heated for so many people. And that was really maybe a little bit of my own naivete because, I mean, I've been ghosted before. I get it. It really does suck. It's like a very challenging place to go through. And I think that's where a lot of the women were sort of putting in their heels about it because like it is a hard thing to go through. And I just wanted to share some of my perspective on it. I think even before I go any further, it's like important for anyone who is consuming my content to keep in mind that like my desire is to support women in creating wonderful relationships. So anything that I'm saying, like it's always coming from that place. Like even if it's misinterpreted, even if someone doesn't fully get it, like I'm always coming from this place where it's like, I want women to have happy relationships. Like I want women to feel supported and loved and to like have the relationships that make them so happy. Because I have that and I wanted it for so long. Like I didn't stumble into my relationship. I created it very intentionally and I love it. I'm very happy in it. And it's like, I want to support other women in doing the same. Like, I think sometimes maybe women feel like I'm like trying to come at them or like I'm trying to offer something that wouldn't be helpful. And I just like, I don't understand that. Like literally my heart, nothing makes my heart happier than like supporting women and creating the relationships that they want. So I want to talk about ghosting specifically. So the way that I phrase the question is basically just like, what if a guy doesn't need to call to tell you he doesn't want to see you anymore? This is a topic that I feel like comes up so much because it's like people will go out and I want to make clear, I'm talking about at the beginning of a relationship. This is first, second, third day territory. I'm not talking about when you're seeing someone for two months. I'm not talking about when you were in a relationship after six months. I'm not talking about, God forbid, your husband or your fiance, or your partner that you live with, or like someone that you have a real relationship with, okay? So just to be very clear about that, I'm not talking about these like committed long-term relationships, or even short-term relationships, but really just first few dates. So there is such an interesting distinction that I learned from Alison Armstrong, and what she said that resonated so strongly is that men date and women don't date. Meaning that women, as soon as they meet someone, they form a bond with that person and they are in a relationship. Like, as soon as he asks for your phone number, it's like, 
We are in a relationship with that person. We are now in a relationship. You think you just got my phone number, but turns out actually we are in a committed relationship. That is how women take it. And we put expectations on it from the very beginning. As soon as we have that connection, we're in a relationship. And now that means I get to have expectations of you. And men don't do that. Men actually date. They treat each interaction as like its own interaction. They are just going out. They're getting to know someone. They are talking. They are learning about them. They are enjoying themselves. They're having fun. They're doing things together. They are dating. And here's why this is an important thing to understand is because Men want love. Like, men want love. Men want relationships. Men want commitment. Men want marriage. Men want families. Like, men can want all of these things, and they can want it as much as we do. And so that's not the issue. There's no, like, thing where it's like, oh, guys just don't want commitment. Like, guys just don't want to get married. It's not true. It's bullshit. If that's a belief you have, you need to let it go because it's not supporting you in creating what you want if you want a relationship. But there is something that is different, which is that Women approach dating with much more urgency than men do. Much more urgency. And some of this is just biological, meaning we have a biological clock that is telling us, I've got a mate, I've got a mate, I've got a mate, I've got a mate. So that means I got to lock a man down and I got to have kids with him. Like that is what our biology is like pushing us towards. And the problem with this is that this, since it's biology and hormones, this goes beyond what you actually want. Like you may still feel this, Even if you're like, well, I don't really want to have kids or like, I don't want to get married. And that's the thing that's really challenging. Or even if you're like, oh, I already have kids. Like, I don't want to have additional kids. It doesn't stop just because like consciously you want something different. So I think that that's like a really important thing to sort of keep in mind is that we're sort of naturally set up with this. We have this urgency and they have this very like laid back attitude. Like most men that I talk to. They're like, yeah, of course I want to meet someone. And I trust that I'll meet her at the right time. Like, that is how guys are. Like, they have a faith that, like, women just don't have. We go into dating with, like, so much anxiety. And we're like, where is he? And he's just like, she'll come along when she does. So it's like, to be able to adopt a little bit of that, where we're just like, you know what? I know that he's coming. So there's nothing for me to stress about. What a difference in our worlds that could make. But the thing that it shows up as is like, so when we're dating, when we're first getting to know each other, so it's like a man is going on dates and he might be thinking, you are really charming. I want to see you again. And that's pretty much it. Like, he's just like, I want to see her again. If I like her, I want to see her again. Like not thinking much beyond that. He's not thinking like, oh, this is the one. This is my wife. If a guy is acting like that, there's something insecure in him because most men who are grounded in a masculine, they're not going to come on that's strong. I've talked about this before. These guys were like microwave guys where it's like they heat up real fast and then they cool off real fast. So it's like if someone is coming on like really, really intensely like that, that's like a whole different thing. But those are also guys that are somewhat likely to ghost because they got heated up too quickly and then they cooled off really quickly. And they're like, and the problem is, is like when you have this thing where it feels like super intense and you're like, oh, it's so powerful. We have so much chemistry and like it gets hot really, really fast makes it feel like there's a connection that's deeper than it is because like you don't really know each other like if you're going through like all of the phases of a relationship in the period of a week and a half like something is amiss and it's usually not going to continue of course it can you know I don't need people being like my parents met and my dad engaged like proposed to her after the second date and they're together 50 years later of course it does happen but if you are looking for a relationship and you haven't found it yet then these are things to be aware of, that that is generally not going to be the healthiest approach. And for a lot of people, for most people, that is not what's going to to happen. 
course it does happen sometimes, but that is the exception. When you are going on those first few dates, the idea is to actually date. Do not form a relationship. So the distinction between a relationship and dates are that with a relationship, you are going to have certain expectations. I do think it's very important that you are communicating those expectations, even in a relationship, because that is another thing that people get upset about is they'll be in a relationship and they'll be like, well, he didn't do this and any other thing. And I'm like, well, did you tell him that that was one of the things that you expected from a relationship? I'm like, no. It's like, you can't expect men to be mind readers. Just like we're not mind readers. We're better mind readers than men for the most part. You know, I know a lot of very intuitive women, but still. So you don't go into the first date, the second date, the third date with all of these expectations. You know, it's like, that is not the way that you date. And that is not going to support you and serve you to go in with all these expectations. Basically, until you have a commitment with someone, like you don't owe them anything and they don't owe you anything. And so I think this idea that someone is morally wrong, you guys, like the stories that are being told about men for not returning a call, for not calling someone back, for not texting to say, I don't want to see them. were really intense. I mean, and they're very, very heavy. I mean, some of the stories that I saw were like, he's wrong. The humane thing to do is to call him back. The, the basic human compassion requires that you call someone back. Like all of these like stories. And it's like, that's just a story. That's not true. That's not based on any sort of truth. Who decided who, tell me, please tell me, who decided that from a moral standpoint, the right thing to do is to call someone and tell them, I don't want another date with you. Who decided that? Like, did God decide that? Like, did God decide that? And then like, not tell us all? Because that's confusing. Guys, that's not how it works. God did not decide that every single person who does not return a call or who does not tell, call someone up and tell them they don't want to continue dating is wrong. Like, that is not an absolute truth. So it's like, let go of the story that someone is wrong, that someone is inherently wrong. Another thing that you have to let go of is this idea that like men know, like men know that they should be calling. And that is the only humane thing to do. Oh, bullshit. It is absolutely not. Like, why would men know that? That is not how men are operating. A man is going on a date. He's thinking, I like this woman. I'm going to go on a date with her. I like this woman. I'm going to go on a second date with her. After the second date, he's like, you know, she was okay. I don't really think that this is it. She was cool. It was fine. Onward and upward. And he's moving on with his life. And you're sitting here thinking like, how dare he not call me? He owes me that. And it's like, based on what? Based on what? Like, let that idea go. Stop making them so wrong. And here's why, you know, because one of the things that came up was like, men should be held accountable for their behavior. hundred percent. Everyone should be accountable if they behave badly. But to assume that it is bad, who is the one who is deciding that this is bad behavior? Still, like, this is the same thing. Who is deciding this? And see, it's like, it's a big difference here because women don't like it. Women find it hurtful. They put a lot of meaning on it. And it's like very upsetting for them. But then women also do it. And why do you do it? Because it just makes sense in the moment, right? I would guess that any of the women who have ever ghosted someone were never like, you know what? Men have done this time for them to get a taste of their own medicine. I'm not calling this guy back. Like that'll show him. Like you're not coming from that point. Like if you ever don't call, like if you don't return someone's call, cause you're not interested in going out with them again, it was probably just like, you didn't want to go out with them again. Right. Like you went out and you were like, this isn't going to be a thing. So I'm not going to bother calling him back. And that's how they think about it too. They're not like plotting against you and like making it this big 
hairy, horrible thing where they're like, F that stupid bitch. I'm not going to call her back on purpose. I hope she's miserable forever. No, they're just like, this isn't going to be a thing. So I'm not going to call her. And like, that's it. That's it. It doesn't have to be so complicated. It doesn't have to be so laden with meaning. You have control over your own thoughts and your own mind and your own behavior and your own actions. And that's it. And so I think that to dig in your heels and insist that this is the right stance, that it's the right thing to do, it's the humane thing to do, that morally it's the correct thing to do, it's the right way to treat another human, it doesn't serve you. Because when you are believing that someone is wrong, you are like withholding love, not only from them, from from yourself. It's like you're passing this sort of extreme judgment on someone. And it's like when we're passing judgment on others, we're doing the same on ourselves. So you're like holding all of these like boundaries and expectations and like things where it's like, you have to obey my rules. Like you're doing the same for yourself. It's like very confining and it doesn't feel good. And it's really not going to support you and serve you and creating what you want. So here's what I would suggest you do instead. Release some of the stories and release the expectations. What if you could look at it for what it is? A very, very neutral situation. Not a big deal. And they're basically just like, all they're doing is telling you it's not the right fit. You know, people have this thing where they're like, oh, well, it wouldn't hurt as much if they just told me. Uh, I'm going to call bullshit on that. It sucks when someone's like, hey, I don't like you. It's a horrible thing to hear that someone doesn't like you, that they don't want to be with you. It does not feel better. So, like, you are deluding yourself if you think, like, oh, well, I wouldn't be upset if he just told me. You're lying. You're lying to yourself. Just cut it out. It sucks. It sucks when someone doesn't like you. It sucks when someone doesn't want you. It sucks to feel rejected. But it's not going to be less just because they're telling you. In fact, I think it can feel pretty crappy when someone tells you. Like, it's not a fun thing to hear. So I don't buy that. I just don't. Why? Like, and you guys, I get it. I'm, I've been ghosted and I've been dumped. It's annoying both ways. And I think the point that I'm trying to get across is like, there is no moral high ground here. Like someone is not morally wrong if after a date or two, they do not call. So right now, for any of you who are struggling with this, if you have a lot of questions about this, because it's a thing that you feel like you're experiencing a lot, I would really invite you to look at your, some, of belief, some of your beliefs around it. Like if you believe that like guys ghost, that guys are bad for ghosting, and that's like a story you're really telling and sort of pushing, you know, I would invite you to just like look at that and reconsider it and be willing to see things differently. You know, I can see from the way some of you are commenting and I've gotten some private messages where it's like people are just really digging in their heels. They really, really want to see it the way that they are seeing it. Like they do not want to see it differently. They do not want to consider that maybe men are not trying to be cruel, that men are not being inhumane, that men are not inherently wrong or bad you know, operating a little bit differently because I was talking to, I was talking to my husband about this, actually. I was about this whole conversation because I posted it just sort of on a whim, I guess. Like it wasn't a, I don't really like plan my content out. And then I was like a little surprised that like people were like having such strong feelings about it. And I got several messages about it as well as like the comments, you know, and it's like, he is a good, good dude. Like he's a really good man. But before me, like, he had women that he get, he ghosted and he had relationships that ended and, like, all sorts of different stuff that came up. And so when I was asking him about it, he was just like, 
I don't like, I don't understand. Like he, he was just like, I don't understand why a woman would want me to call and say, I don't want to call her. Like, it's just like, I don't get it. It did not register as like even a logical thing to do. And I think that we really are taking for granted that this is the right thing to do. This is the only way to approach dating. This is the best way to go about it. It's the humane, kind, decent thing to do. Like the only way you were decent, kind, polite human is if you do this. And it's insane because like, why? There was no rule about that. And you know, that's the real big thing is like, that was never communicated to men. Like they, they do not know. And the problem is, is like, First of all, they don't know. However, even if they did know, would that change things? I think it depends on the guy and I think it depends on the situation. But I think for most men, their thought is like, you don't need to tell me if you don't like me. You know? Someone said something like, um, I wouldn't tell him unless he wasn't taking a hint, basically. And it's like, I think guys sort of feel that way when we like expect, like, I must have an explanation. It's like, take a hint. Like he's not calling because he does not want to call, you know? And it's like forcing him to say that it's not going to serve you. It's not going to support you. And it's not going to feel great. I just, my whole thing is like, I, like, I want you to be like open-minded as you approach this so that you experience like the least strife as possible as you're dating like it doesn't need to be such like a heavy horrible like emotionally draining process so kim said i wonder if women want that final call just to plead their case as to why it can work i have a friend who is like this uh yeah i think a lot of the time it is i think a lot of the time it is i 100 percent, and i don't think that that's healthy like you don't think it's a great idea and I get it I've been drawn into that I definitely have had situations where like I wanted to say like well you don't know about this about me yet and you haven't gotten to experience this about me yet so I think it's a sort of natural inclination but I feel like when you're coming from a place that like you can fully know your value and your worth and also just like the trust and the knowing that like you get to have love like you get to have a relationship because that is a desire of your heart. Like you get to have it. There's no divine decree saying that you cannot have it. And I think I bring this up all the time because here's like the honing question that I would want to circle back to that I think really is applicable in this situation as well. It's like, if you knew with a hundred percent certainty that you would be with your person in six months or less, would it matter that this guy that you went out with once to some burger joint like didn't call? Like, no, you'd be like, who fucking cares? Like I'm with the love of my life. You know, it's like, when I think about guys that ghosted me now, I'm just like, okay. You know, it's like that had zero effect on my life. Like it does not matter. I think having that certainty that like you will have your person and your person isn't going to ghost you can like release some of the intensity around it, the need for explanation, the need for understanding everything. I think to like sit in uncertainty and faith a little bit instead of like being like insisting on knowing how everything is going to look at every moment and like what every person's motivation is behind everything. So that's just hard. I have seven brothers and they, <laughs> been, and they had always been good use. I've learned a lot. Totally. See, and that's the thing. It's like, they all, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like even the best men are not always going to behave in the way that like we might think is ideal. 
but they're doing what we're doing also, which is like doing the best they can and acting based on like their instincts and what they think makes sense in any given situation. So like sometimes maybe they're being callous or they're being a little selfish, but like everyone acts selfish sometimes. And I think like making people so wrong for something that's so common, it's just like, it doesn't serve us. It doesn't really support us in creating what we want. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about this stuff, but I think that this is pretty good for now if there aren't any other questions. But I think just like releasing the idea that like they're doing something so wrong that like they know that they're hurting you and like still doing it anyway. I think what a powerful shift if you can just like know that men are like, they're doing what makes sense for them in a given moment. And the bottom line is is, like, if someone doesn't want to be with you, like that's really the only thing that matters. You know, like, you deserve to have someone who's going to be in it the same way that you are, like where the feelings are matched up, where it's not just like you wanting them and you wanting the relationship to work and like wondering if they're going to call. So I actually had a situation with someone like right before I met Kobe, like there was another guy that I'd been dating. There were a couple of guys that I was dating when I met him, but, and he ghosted me at like a couple of weeks in. And he, of course, had a lot of stuff going on. Like, it wasn't just, like, ghosting out of the blue. Like, he had some emotional stuff going on that he, like, couldn't really deal with. But it's like, I've spoken about this before. Like, you want someone who is going to show up for you. Like, you want someone who wants to take responsibility for you. But after that first or second date, I think it's a lot to expect that. I think it's a lot to expect. I think it's a nice thing to want, and I think it's great when it happens. But... I think it's a lot to hold that as like, this must happen. And anytime it doesn't, the guy's a total jerk, you know, it's too aggressive. It's like guys want sex. Like guys may think like, oh, it's really nice to have sex on the first or second date, but like they can't make a woman wrong for not wanting to. Could it be seeking closure from past failed relationships? I think there's like a, like wanting for the new man to behave in ways the previous man didn't for sure. But I think that, like, a lot of times that might go even deeper than just, like, your most recent relationship. Like, that could be a pattern that, like, I mean, if it happens to be that, like, you keep ending up in situations where you're being ghosted, then, like, there is some pattern there within you. And I think that, like, that would be what's really worth looking at is figuring out, like, what's going on here? Like, where am I holding on to this belief that, like, this is what I get and this is how things turn out for me and this is how things work out for me and this is how men treat me? Like, you get to decide. You get to decide, like, what you want your patterns to be and, like, how you want to show up in relationships and then, like, how you want men to show up for you. Because here's the thing, like, you get to have what you want, but, like, you can't force someone else to give that to you. So it's, like, your power is going to be, like, leaving if someone is not treating you the way you want. Like, you can't say, like, you must call me to tell me you don't want to see me anymore. You can't do that. You have to figure out like what's going on with me that like I keep calling this in that I keep like bringing in these sorts of relationships. And like, how am I going to react to that? I think is even like the bigger issue. Like if you're creating an attachment, then it's going to be a big deal when he doesn't call. But if you're like really unattached, you like, it's not a thing. Like if, if you've been out with a guy that you didn't really like, and then he doesn't call like you don't even think about it. Right. Like I had this guy, this guy called me. I went out with a guy. And then he called me like a few weeks later and was like, you know, I'm so sorry. It took me so long to call again. And I was like, I 
I don't remember your name. I didn't save it in my phone. <laughs> You're just like, I didn't care. I went out with him and I felt like pretty neutral about it. Like we had a nice enough time, I guess, but it was just like, I was so detached that it was just like, yeah, if you don't call for three weeks, like that's it. I just don't remember. Like I don't know who you are until like you show me that like you want to show up and that we're like on the same page. So yeah, it's like, you got to focus on like yourself and your own behaviors and your own patterns and beliefs and like what you're calling in. And you always have the power of walking away. And that's a big power because you can use it anytime you like. Whenever it feels good, you get to just walk away. So those are my thoughts on that. If you have further questions about this, please let me know. I'd be happy to answer them. I get that it's hard. I know that it doesn't feel ideal and like it can feel really painful. But that doesn't mean that like the other person is inherently wrong, innately wrong, that they're like morally wrong. And that's really, it's like a little mind blowing to me, like how strong these, these feelings about it were, because that really was sort of the stamp. Like these people are morally wrong. They're doing an inhumane wrong thing. And like this very strong stance that like there's only one proper way to behave. And like, I decide what it is. You can decide if, if, if you don't like that, you can absolutely know that. Like, you can't change if someone else is going to do that because, like, the relationship's already over at that point. <laughs> and I think also just, like, coaching dating as what it is, which is dating. The expectations need to stay low at the beginning because you're just dating. There's no relationship yet. There's a relationship when there's a relationship. And there's not a relationship when there's not a relationship. You guys, it sounds so simple. But, like, until you have the conversation where it's like, hey, are you my boyfriend? Yes, I am your boyfriend. I am glad that you are my girlfriend. Like, you're not in a relationship until you have the conversation. And we got to, like, stop having all these expectations and these things that are not communicated and just, like, guessing that, like, everybody knows the same rules that you do and that, like, this is basic human behavior. It's not basic human behavior, you guys. Like, it's totally made up. And if you're putting a lot of weight on it, it's just not serving you. Uh, okay. I think that's all I have for now. And... Thank you for joining me. I love talking to you guys. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast. 